Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. pretty darn clear that LeBron's seen enough. The franchise was wandering in the desert without a drink for years, and I delivered a championship. Check the resume. Let's turn this thing back around. Dan Patrick. Ramona Shelburne said on NBA Today that there's a sense that things need to change in L.A. and rather quickly. Or what? Welcome to the Dan Patrick Show. What do they expect to be different here? (laughs) I'm just trying to understand this. Russ still can't shoot. Russ doesn't want to come off the bench. Now what do you do? Do you turn the season upside down because you don't want to hurt Russ's feelings? Broadcasting from the Mercedes man cave. Because it feels like Buddy Heald and Miles Turner make you a little bit more well-rounded team. This, this is Dan Hour two on this Thursday. Dan and the Dennis. Dan and Patrick show. Come on in. Stay a while. Stay a while. We've chopped up a couple of topics here. Basketball last night. Watching the Nets against the Bucks. Lakers against the Nuggets. The Nuggets. By the way, the Bucks By are the, the only the undefeated Bucks. team. The Lakers now 0-4. Eagles picked up some help. The defensive line with Robert Quinn, 12-year veteran. Mac Jones will get the start for the Patriots. Andy Dalton for the Saints tonight. Ravens at the Buccaneers. And that line is minus one Buccaneers, maybe one and a half. Also three college games coming up. And the Yankees decided they're keeping Aaron Boone. I thought he was on the hot seat the entire year. It always felt like, you know, hey, don't sit down, Aaron. But you saw what happened at the end. They started great. You had a magical season. What happens with Aaron Judge? And is Aaron Boone the problem for this team? Or how much of a problem was he? You got swept by the Astros. You decided to bring him back? All right. But what happened to this team? That's the bigger question. 
the uh, other players. You know, you can apply analytics, but I, analytics doesn't help you hit it or strike somebody out. You might be applying those analytics. Your guys still have to produce, and you certainly didn't see that from the Yankees in the postseason. John Smoltz calling the World Series will join us a little more than an hour from now. Cooper Manning will join us coming up in a little bit as well. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at uh, dpshow. Very proud to announce. I said it was a big announcement. There was a lot of speculation. Were we adding another Danette? Were we getting rid of a Danette? But, uh, and also, maybe going to Ireland coming up next year. And that's still, that's still a possibility. And I'd like to open it up, maybe, if we get to the point where we can have the audience, some people, our listeners, maybe joining us. That'd be so sick. That we just do a road trip to Dublin. Uh, Will Farrell's all in. He said that he wants to go. We do a couple of shows over there. Notre Dame plays Navy, I think, next August. Yeah, the 26th, I think. And we could be heading over there. That's something we haven't ruled out. But the big announcement was tailgate moonshine. We have our own moonshine, and it's the inaugural batch there. Uh, classically created, handmade. We are uh, partnering with White Dog Distilling in Rhode Island, and you can drink it neat on ice, mix it, whatever. And it's uh, cinnamon, apple cinnamon. The apples, uh, freshly, uh, they're locally grown and uh, infused with natural cinnamon to the main stage. Tailgate moonshine. <laughs> Win or lose, we celebrate. Tailgate, danpatrick.com. Yes, Paul? You, you and Seton designed the bottle, and it's it's next level. It's really cool the way you got to see it in person. you got to yep. order it and check it out, but the, the bottle is legit. Yep. Very proud of it. A lot of fun. And, uh, you know, we had painstaking, uh, you know, those days where we had to get done with work and sip moonshine. Honey, going to be late today. Yeah. Just to find the right taste. And we did. And and Todd's not a drinker. I said, Todd, you got, looks pretty you, awesome. you got to taste it. And he goes, oh, that, that tastes like apples and cinnamon. I oh, said, yeah. yes, and we're going to call it apple cinnamon. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Todd goes, can we have a s'mores flavor? I said, don't rule it out. <laughs> Why not? Don't rule it we out. We can do anything. We can do anything with this moonshine. But this is uh, inaugural batch. Uh, we gave you a heads up if you were on the newsletter that you can order it. Now anybody can order it, danpatrick.com. And, and let me know what you think about it, because I love the bottle, love the taste, and it was just something fun. Tailgate moonshine. Who would have thought? Phone calls, we'll get to those coming up. I uh, mentioned the Lakers lost again. And I bring it up because they're 0-4. They're 0-4 for the first time since 2015. And when they've started 0-4 before, they haven't made the playoffs. Now, granted, those are different rosters, and those – stats are misleading there. There's nothing misleading about this Laker team. They're just not going to be a consistent team, not going to be a good team. Keep this in mind. And this is why I always, I never say never when it comes to you have no chance of winning, or they can't make the playoffs, or they're not, not good. Last year, the Lakers were 28-13 and 13 before injuries. 28-13. You have it there, but if you look at the players that they have traded away in the last two years, Kyle Kuzma, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Alex Caruso, Danny Green, uh, Markeith Morris, 
Montrez, uh, Harrell, Montrez Harrell. Okay, those aren't great players, but those you have to fill out your roster and, and have some depth. They barely have five, let alone can they go five deep. And it's not all on Russell Westbrook. Russ is, th- this is who he is. They knew who they were getting. They knew what they were getting. You can't go, God, he can't shoot. Did you watch him in Washington? Did you watch him in Houston? He's a scorer. When the offense revolves around him, Russ can score. It's not going to be pretty, and he's probably going to get a triple-double. Because when you get a triple-double, people weren't focusing on how well he was shooting. There would be like a 7 for 22, but he also had 13 assists and 12 rebounds. He had a triple-double. Yes, he did. But it, it's not like he became a bad shooter. And Ben Simmons, it's not like he became a bad shooter. We keep watching and expecting a different result. And I'm like, it's not going to happen. Ben Simmons doesn't all of a sudden become Chris Mullen. It's not like one game where you go, damn, did you see him? He's killing it. If Chris Mullen was shooting right-handed, then maybe that's where Ben is going. But last night, when your teammate is saying, Ben, shoot it, Here's Kyrie after the loss to the Milwaukee Bucks. So you guys keep coming in here asking me, like, what about Ben? What about Ben? And it's just he hasn't played in two years. Give him a chance. You know what I mean? We stay on his Stay on. I wish I could say other words because I'm from Jersey, but we stay on him. And, uh, <laughs> like, you just stay on him. And, and we're just here to give him positive affirmations uh, while he's out there and just let him hoop. You know, and then while he's hooping and getting back into it, we're going to have to really gel as a team in order to learn how to win as a group. But I think these are fair questions. When we were talking about mental illness with Ben or if he was battling through that, then I understood the sensitivity here. I don't know what happened in Philly. I don't. That feels like a 30 for 30 one of these days where we look back on the Philadelphia story with Ben and what happened. What was really going on there? Because I don't know. You know, was it a contract? Was it mental issues? You know, what was he battling through? I don't know. But he's now with the Nets, and these are fair questions, in my opinion, to be able to ask him. And I would say to Kyrie, why did you tell him, or why won't he shoot? Why why did you get to the point where you have to yell at a teammate to shoot? Usually, you would say, Hey, pass the ball. <laughs> yeah. now, now you're saying, shoot it. God, I would have loved a teammate to say, shoot it. Yes, Mark. I'm still flabbergasted by the Ben Simmons thing. He was a McDonald's All-American. He was the first pick in the draft. He was a national player of the year in high school. And he can't shoot. It is, I just can't even, ha- I don't even have the words to come up with, like, why was it just like he's just such a phenomenal passer, rebounder, the size? Well, he was 6'9", he was the next Magic. But Magic made himself a better shooter. Magic had a set shot. He became a serviceable shooter and good from the free throw line. I think it all goes back to shooting free throws. Because if I know I'm going to get fouled, I go to line and I'm going to make those. And, and I think psychologically that would help him greatly. Therefore, you're not afraid to take it to the hoop. You're not afraid to challenge somebody. He's just not aggressive because he does not want to go to the free throw line. And that's where all of his problems stem. If you can get 
comfortable at the line, you're going to get comfortable on the court. And you're still not going to be a good jump shooter. But it just, I, I would hire some of the best left-handed shooters if they're available. Is Chris Mullen available? Mully had one of the great shots in basketball history. I bring him in. What do you see? But it's hard to change somebody when they're 26 years of age. They've been doing this the whole time. It's like a golf swing. It's like, wait, I can't change it. But he's out there performing in front of people and does not want to be embarrassed. And, and, and that thought, I mean, you're already defeated. When you step on the floor, you're thinking, I don't want to be embarrassed. I could get embarrassed. And watch him last night. He was trying to take it to the hoop, sort of. But the Greek freak was there. And it, and it wasn't a pretty picture. But it's not changing. Russell Westbrook doesn't change. Ben Simmons doesn't change. But that won't stop everybody from covering them expecting change. It's just not going to happen. Ben can still be a quality player. That's why when people go, man, okay. All right. He's supposed to be great. Man, he can play some defense. Yes, he was defensive player of the year. He's a good passer. He's a good rebounder. All of those things suffer when you know I could go to the line and get embarrassed. I could have a wide open jumper and shoot an air ball. Now, that doesn't bother Russell Westbrook. Russell will have it off the side of the backboard. <laughs> and he'll look at his hand like his hand had something. Like, whoa, what's a. Like a ball goes through your glove, and you're like, look at my glove. I got a hole. Yeah, more. And it's amazing that he was playing the Greek freak because the Greek freak is the complete opposite of him. He came in less skilled than Ben Simmons coming out of, you know, college or whatever, and he has turned himself into an all-around player where the jump shot isn't, you know, Steph Curry knockdown, but you have to respect it. At least run at Giannis when he's trying to shoot and – the free throws, all that stuff. So it's it's unfathomable that Ben Simmons hasn't gotten it together. Yes, Paul. Yeah, if you go back to Giannis's first year in the league, he averaged seven points and four rebounds. He was coming off the bench, 24 yeah. minutes a game, yeah. and it was it was a slow growth, almost like Steph Curry. You mentioned Magic Johnson. I had never noticed what a good free throw shooter he was. I went back and looked at his stats. Yeah. Magic at age 20, he was averaging 18, 7, and 7 as a rookie, yeah. and he shot 81% from the line. His career shooting percentage from the line is... 86%, and he even led the entire league in free throw shooting one year at 91%. Wow. I did not know that about Magic. Yeah, but he made himself a better shooter because if you watched him at Michigan State, Magic was always on the move in transition, and and he be, he developed a set shot. Now, he didn't jump, but at 6'9", he didn't have to jump. But if he took it to the hoop and he found him, he's going to make his free throws. It's such a great confidence builder. And you don't have to be a knockdown, a great knockdown shooter. You just have to be respectable. That they go, you know, let me get up on you. Because when they get up on you, that's when magic would go around you. Yes, Mark. Is this something that just happens with basketball players that are great athletes, the Derrick Roses, the Rajon Rondos, where you were just so much, you were athletically superior to everybody in high school and even in college, where I don't need to, you know, shoot this jumper. I can just go right past you and get to the hoop. And then when they get to the NBA, they're, you know, well, I don't know if he's working on his game. I, you know, guys sometimes get to the pros and then they stop because they got to the pros. That, but there are guys who, like the Greek freak, it feels like every game is a referendum on his career. And he wants to prove to you that he can be great. 
every single night. I don't know how many players have that. Yeah, Mark. This might be a whole other convo. Culturally, Greek Freak's not from here. So people weren't on him. You know, he didn't have the hoop mixtape.com, the ball is life mixtape coming out of Greece. And they were like, man, this guy's the next X, Y, and Z. Derrick Rose, Rondo, Ben Simmons, you know, all those guys, you know, here in America, sure. they had those, man, he's the next, you know, Magic, the next Jordan, the next whoever. And, you know, they, they had all those accolades coming to them, you know, at such a young age. I don't know if that had anything to do with it. Yeah, or and not. it could have, but, but you still. I just can't imagine that when you go to the playground to shoot around, what is that like for people who can't shoot? Like I wouldn't go to the I wouldn't go to the playground and shoot if I like, I couldn't shoot. Yes. Like, <laughs> What's it like to not be able uh, to shoot? I can like, answer this I question. <laughs> you, you guys might want to let me take this for a bit. Because yeah, it would it would it would bum me out. I would be shooting clank. Hey, a little help, clank clank. And there's nothing. There's very few sounds better than. The ball going through the net, the swish. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't practice if that was the case. I wouldn't want to go out there and go. I'm just going to run around for all the rebounds. Yeah, Paul. I used to play pickup with my friends, and I was beyond a terrible shooter. I was just a non-shooter. I wouldn't even try because I was that bad. I would try to like help out by like a teammate would be in a jam and pick up their dribble, like and get it right back to them. I was like a useless player on the court, but I was aware of it. <laughs> So I didn't try to shoot when I knew it wasn't going to Yeah, but go you in. weren't getting paid $36 million like Ben Simmons Not is. Not even close, but no. I, I could make more free throws than that. You think you could beat him in a free throw shooting contest? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. I would Set put, it up. I'd put a week's pay on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure he would You guys get to, to trade checks. Yeah. He doesn't. Weeks. Weak checks. Yeah. I'm talking about he doesn't want to be embarrassed. But, uh, <laughs> hey, I'm willing to go into the man cave there and shoot again. Yeah, what time? I just heard back from Nets PR. They said 2 o'clock okay. Saturday work. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I got to get back. To During him. college football? Yeah, that, that, now he's in my head. You know what? We'll go to him. All right. <laughs> that seems reasonable. Yeah. I would put cash on that. That you would beat Ben Simmons? Yeah. I'm very competitive. You know, I'll... Oh, I know that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, think I could get six. Okay. I think I get six. I put up, you know. If I said $1,000. Oh, yeah. Okay. And he has to put up more or less. 5000 Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, see. Is there a way we could do it at like halftime of their next home game <laughs> just so we can get the crowd involved? Everybody. That definitely changes things. Paul yeah. Pabs. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, our free throw shooting contest. But if ben, I beat him, I get to stay and I get, get his play. slot. You yeah. get to play. I'll, I'll set a pick or two. You get to play. <laughs> All right, we'll get to phone calls coming up once again. The big announcement yesterday and today, tailgate moonshine. And uh, Seton's been monitoring how many people are buying moonshine so far. So after an hour and 17 minutes, uh, what kind of progress do we have with moonshine? I would. It's very possible that our whole inventory doesn't last the hour. Oh, seriously? Yeah, yeah, we're running through them. Just in this last, like, 10 minutes, there was, like, another 100 bottles sold. So oh. it's, we're running through it. Okay, this is the inaugural batch. So just if – and this isn't a marketing ploy. We're very proud of this, and, and you know, we're in it for the long haul, and we have other flavors. But, uh, you know, it's special to get the, the first bottle of this, if you can. Uh, DanPatrick.com, yes. And the labels were sort of designed for uh, collectors. Yes. And so there's sort of – what do you call them, Easter eggs in there? Yes. And so each label is, is designed for each batch. So this is the only batch that you're going to get with these this set of labels. Oh, okay. 
And we have other things attached to it as well. Uh, tailgate moonshine. By the way, Sunday night, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers go to Buffalo. It's Josh Allen, the Bill. How about the Bills' new stadium? The renderings there? We're going to talk about that. Because I don't know if Buffalo cares about getting a Super Bowl. Normally, when you build a new stadium, it's like, ah, eh, you build a stadium, you get a Super Bowl. Talk about that. Uh, Cooper Manning will join us coming up. We are back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. We all have different ideas about success. We achieve it at different times in different ways. And if you've recently changed jobs, you're considering retirement, probably thinking about your own version of success and striving to reach your goals. Maybe time to start thinking about your investment portfolios and retirement accounts. Retirement's a big deal. When it comes to investing for retirement, most people can't afford to make mistakes. And you shouldn't have to do it alone. And you don't have to. Stiefel Financial Advisors have helped clients like you for over 130 years. And that's why I, I put my name, I attach my name to these partners because I believe in them. Stiefel Financial Advisors, they implement an investment portfolio designed around your needs. They're here to help you. They have award-winning equity research and investment strategy views that can help you make these really important decisions regarding your hard-earned wealth. Invest in your success. Find a Stiefel Financial Advisor at Stiefel.com. S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated. Member SIPC and NYSE. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests we are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. 
And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This program brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. Intelligence runs in the family. Innovation runs in the family. Extraordinary runs in the family. The 2022 Mercedes-Benz range of SUVs. Every member waiting to impress. Learn more at MBUSA.com. MBUSA.com. Entrepreneur, TV personality, college bowl co-host, and he's Peyton and Eli's older brother. And the father of Arch Manning, say hello to Cooper Manning, our old buddy. Look at you. Big time. Remember remember when you worked with us in New Orleans, Manning on the street? Now look at you. Dan, I got to give you all the credit. You saw something in me that no one else saw. <laughs> Thank goodness. Paulie came to me before we went to that Super Bowl in New Orleans. He goes, I got, a, I got an idea. He goes, you know, Cooper is the funny Manning. And maybe we could just have him on the street, walking around, creating content. And, and you had these great, you know, each day we had something that was unscripted. And it was just funny. And I, uh, I really appreciated you taking a chance there. And then next thing I know, now you're like a mogul. I mean, you're, a, you're a scout. You're scouting people in sixth grade. <laughs> next thing you know, they're, they're getting drafted. So that was I remember it was three days. It was perfect weather running around the French Quarter, which is just I – mean, with a microphone and a camera in the French Quarter, you're going to run into some humor. <laughs> and uh, and we had a lot of laughs. Probably a lot of stuff that didn't get you know, left on the editing room floor. But we, uh, I appreciate you taking a taking a stab at me. And uh, I've had a lot of fun. And, and actually, a couple, several things I've done lately are just all just you know rooted in what we uh, what we did those three days at the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Where you guys grew up, what the Garden District. In, uh, right. in New Orleans. Okay, so the proximity to the French Quarter, it, it feels like the people who live in Vegas who live outside the Strip don't necessarily go to the Strip. How often would you and Eli and, and Peyton go to the French Quarter? 
more often than you think, it's really only about, I mean, it's eight, 10 minutes tops of, of a ride. So it's not a big deal. Tons of restaurants. Um, we're probably down there in high school when we were not supposed to be down there. I think that, you know, you could, there are a couple of bars there that I think, you know, you have to be 12, I think, to get in. So, uh, yeah, you, you, you have an idea. If you're older than 18, it's probably not a good idea for you to come in here. So um, anything goes down there, and it's amazing. Yeah, you have a residential part of the world, and the next thing you know, eight minutes later, you're, uh, you know, anything goes. So uh, fairly, fairly often. If I had a combine with you, Eli, and Peyton mm. at, let's say, you're 18 years of age, okay. who wins the combine between you three? What, are we talking about football yeah. or just in general? Foot, combine? Like, foot, football. Um, so and for, for running. Position, I mean, that's also different because at 18, um, you know, we're all playing different positions. But I would, uh, I think Peyton and Eli would agree that I was probably. You know, and th again, these are all not fantastic, you know, cutting edge combine kind of athletes. I mean, this is a bunch of guys that can throw it and, you know, who grew up and wound up, those guys wound up doing unbelievably. So why, I don't didn't, you, I would, why didn't you play quarterback? I was a quarterback and, and then um, always growing up. And then I was a sophomore in high school and there was a senior and a junior ahead of me. And I said, I don't, I don't want to watch. So I, Started playing receiver and then uh, had a you know had a good year, made all state, and then Peyton was coming along. And I was like, "This is going to be fun," and we, I just kind of morphed into a receiver. And so Peyton was a sophomore and I was a senior. We had a great year together at high school and uh, caught a bunch of balls. He threw to me every time. Very nice. All the other parents of the receivers hated me, <laughs> and uh, and uh, you know that's it. How much of advice did you give your son? with all of this and, and trying to not be, I mean, you admire, but you got to be a father. You got to be a parent here. Sure. Uh, that, that kind of fine line of you did a great job, but let you know, I'm still your dad. I got to tell you right and wrong. Right. There's a balance the whole time. And I think it's funny. I get a lot of parents of recruits kind of asking me questions. How did you do this? what did you think about that? Um, I really kind of took the, the role of just being kind of the concierge, like, Let's go look at these schools. Let's go take a look. Dad, I don't want to go. I want to just stay here with my buddies. I said, I know, but that sounds great, but we got to go see them. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to figure out what you like and don't like. So um, a little bit of a nag, probably, if anything, going, let's take a look at this stuff. And then, but he was he was a little more mature. I mean, all teenagers are immature, but he was a little more mature in what he liked and what he didn't like. And I liked some stuff that he didn't like and vice versa. And uh I mean, it was his decision the whole way, and, and um, I, I was proud of the way he handled the whole thing. And he didn't want any limelight on him. He wanted to stay out of the social media stuff. He didn't really want to draw any attention to himself. And he's still kind of wired that way. Like, I, you know, I want to do, I want to play play ball and enjoy it, but I don't want to be, um, you know, getting more attention than I than I deserve. It's a lot of pressure on him, though, Coop. <laughs> sure, I mean, really a lot. And I go back to your father. And I'm old enough to remember there was a lot of pressure on Arch. He was on the cover of uh, Sports Illustrated back then uh, at Ole Miss. And, you know, Peyton, of course, had, uh, you know, felt like there was a lot of spotlight on him. Maybe Eli not as much. And then Arch comes along. He's supposed to be, he can't miss. How well, do you... I, don't think that, I don't think that's fair to anybody. I, mean, I think anytime you start, you know, performing well, here come the naysayers and here come the pressure. So, it's just part of the deal. I think as long as 
you know, we're trying to keep it pretty light. Hey, look, this is high school football you're playing in. Enjoy it. Enjoy your friends. No need to add extra pressure to it. And I think that's why he said, look, I, you know, let's just hold off from a lot of the media stuff and all these early scholarship offers. I thought that was that's that's the worst idea. When you're a eighth grade and you're throwing it pretty well or ninth grade and you're having success and all of a sudden you start saying, oh, I'm glad I got an offer from the University of Florida. Like, goodness gracious, what a what a bad idea to put even more pressure on you. So that's why really we try to deflect everything as as long as you could before, you know, it's just inevitable that things start to get start to get some attention. But uh, undue pressure is uh, you can kind of control that. When did he get his first scholarship off? You know, well, I mean, it was like, we're not doing that. I mean, I didn't even entertain it. It's like, okay, you know, you just it's silly it, because Dan scholarship offers these days are not real. You know, someone could come right now and offer a sixth grader or a ninth grader or an 11th grader offer you. And all that does for most people is give them the, the green light to announce on social media. I've got an offer from <laughs> University of XYZ in hopes of other universities seeing that and going, hey, man, we better offer it. And so it can, you can, and you can say anything you want. You can say, I just got an offer from University of Utah. Utah's never even heard of you. And Utah's not going to go, no, we didn't. It's just so it's, it's a lot of fluff out there. And offers are hotter. You, you see people get 20, 30 offers. And then all of a sudden it comes down to, you know, uh, I want to make a commitment. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, it's more like, hey, do you want to go to dinner sometime, maybe in the next five years? Sure. <clears throat> so it's it's a little fluffy. The Capital One College Bowl finale is Friday night with back-to-back episodes at 8 Eastern on NBC. Tune into the championship episodes. BYU, Columbia, Georgia, Penn State go head-to-head. Who's tougher to work with, Eli or Peyton? Peyton. He's just demanding, you know, and but it's rewarding. Eli's so easy. It's, you know, you don't know if you screwed up or you killed it. You pretty much know where you stand. <laughs> and so um, I will say that week, we filmed this for a week together uh, over in Atlanta, and uh, we laughed a lot. We had a good time. And we're together a lot. I'm sure he's way ready to get the heck away from me after a week of uh, seven to seven days. But, um, we, it was Peyton's really good. He demands a lot of himself, and therefore, um, you know, when we're rehearsing things, and I screw up, and I'm like, I got to do it again. You can see him over there, like, you're killing me. You're literally killing me. So um, you kind of, you kind of, you know, get your A game ready because B game is unacceptable. But he probably goes in and acts. Now you know what his teammates feel like, felt like. You know, you're in the huddle, you're at the line of scrimmage, and you screw up. I, I I think people get, you know, they don't, uh, you know, they don't stay up that extra 30 minutes and watch a little matlock. They go to bed and get the rest. They don't, you know, have an extra beer and say, oh, I'll be fine tomorrow. Uh-uh. You better be on your game because, uh, and he'll call you out on it. That's the thing. Peyton does not care about, you know, telling you the truth. And he's not wrong. He's, but he's, uh, he's pretty, uh, he's pretty curt. Are you still a Saints fan? Yes, I am. I, you know, it's funny. It's a crazy way to grow up a Saints fan, go to all the games in high school. I, obviously, growing up, going with my dad, but even my dad did the games. He did the the uh, the color on the radio. So we would go to the games. 
get a ride home with him, go down to the locker room, knew everybody. And then all of a sudden you have a brother that plays for another team and you got to go, whoa, whoa, wait, I got to pivot here. And so you become a Colts fan. You literally do. You kind of put the Saints in your hip pocket and then you get a Giants and then they get, they get even, you know, put in another pocket. And so you're rooting for other teams and then you got to, then all of a sudden you got to come back to them. And sometimes you got to play them and it's, it's awkward as heck to have a, a team and all of a sudden you have other teams, you know, because of blood that become way more important to you than your, uh, than your hometown team. So I'm, uh, um, I'm, I'm, I'm flirting back with, uh, get back in, in bed with the saints, which is, uh, which is good. When did you know your dad was famous? Uh, pretty early on, you know, like kindergarten, probably when you go and people start, you know, go places and people want to come over and talk to him at a, lunch spot or you just you know i remember when uh he would come to recess every now and then when we were in <laughs> kindergarten or pre-k and come and play permanent quarterback at recess and you know everybody kind of when when a four-year-old kind of knows your dad's a big deal you kind of go hang on here something's something's going on but and he did so, wear his full uniform which i thought was a little, <laughs> little tacky yeah, on his you know yeah it was yeah i thought the helmet might be a little over the top but he's the rule you know he's the rule follower and so uh, that was always fun, though. But it was always good. I mean, it was you know, it wasn't like you know, he was a you know mob boss or something. Everybody wanted a piece of it, you know, or <laughs> autograph, wanted to hang out. So it was uh, it was fun. But I didn't know if they blamed you or made fun of your dad because the Saints weren't good when he was playing for them. Never really felt that. I don't think you know. I think uh, no, it was definitely the other way. It was always very. Uh, uh, proud to have him around and you know i thought it was always a a plus definitely a, a a neat way to grow up is having your dad play play football for the hometown team man how could you guys not be so competitive with one another like like you're the older brother but can you can you discipline peyton as your younger brother and eli like could you yell at him and you know did we fought a lot yes it was bad like it was physically not- like battled I- yeah, I think my dad really had concerns about us ever being able to complete a you know a game of one-on-one hoops in the backyard without blood and fighting and crying and quitting and just absolute you know like you hear my mom would hear stuff she'd be in the kitchen like Archie get out there you know you could hear like bedlam and so that lasted a while it was really more Peyton us two because Eli is five years younger than than Peyton is and seven than me. And so you didn't, it just wasn't as, you don't, you know, beat up a guy five years younger. Than you. But the guy two years is good because Peyton was, you know, that two year gap is pretty, pretty big when you're eight and six and you're 10 and eight. It's enough to where he can see that he could maybe win one, but he's probably not going to just because of age. And that drove him crazy. And then I cannot, my ego could not handle getting beat by a nine-year-old when I'm 11. So drove me crazy. So then it's just, it just never, it just never ended very well. Well, I'm happy for you. The entrepreneur, <laughs> TV personality, College Bowl co-host, Cooper Manning. Great to talk to you. And uh, hopefully we'll cross paths in person. Great to see you, Dan. Thanks for having me. Tell the boys I said hello. I will. That's Cooper Manning. Boys, Cooper says hello to you guys. Hi, Cooper. Hey, Cooper. Yeah. Yeah, Paulie had the idea. We wanted to have, you know, we were trying to get the flavor of New Orleans. And Paulie goes, just get Cooper. He's got a great sense of humor. Just manning on the street. 
Paulie approached him and said, what do you think? Had a camera, just followed him, and then he gave us a cup, you know, a story each day for three days. Yeah, Paul. I don't know which Super Bowl was the year before New Orleans, but I ran into Cooper at a social event, and he said, "Hey, I like the show. Good to meet you guys." And and he's just ripping up the room. He's making jokes. I'm like, God, this guy's funny. Why is it? Yes. Why didn't someone slap him on TV? Yes. And we had no real script walking around New Orleans. He said, "Let's do a bit where he finds like the most awkward jersey in town," and he's like, "I got it. Give me the mic." So he was a natural. Yeah, did a great job. Had a lot of fun. Now, he had a back injury, uh, stenosis, I think, neck or back, and that uh, prevented him. I think he was going to Tennessee as a wide receiver, or was he at Tennessee as a wide receiver? Maybe. But uh, he, he had a lot of talent. Uh, Cooper did. And then the brothers came along. All right, we'll take a break. I got phone calls coming up. We'll talk about the Bills' new stadium. The Titans, I saw the renderings for their new stadium. Retractable roof? Do they care? Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. 
and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get to your phone calls coming up. John Smoltz calling the World Series starts tomorrow. He'll join us coming up in about a half hour from now. I saw the renderings for the Titans' new stadium. Very impressive. And the Buffalo Bills. Very impressive as well. And I wondered if the Buffalo Bills could get a Super Bowl. It it always felt like if you build a new stadium, you were going to get a Super Bowl. But I don't know the infrastructure in Buffalo. Could they handle the NFL world coming to Buffalo? Also, it's an open-air stadium. And then you run the risk of the elements there. We had that with the Giants a few years back, and they came away unscathed weather-wise. But I wonder if Buffalo, if they were told you're not getting a Super Bowl, then it therefore doesn't matter if it's a, a you know, retractable roof or not. The Titans, is that feels like that's open air. That's not a retractable roof. I, it's hard to tell. It looks like it's almost like a glass yeah. top with with scaffolding it, it, again the, the it's not a done deal yet it's just the first rendering but it looked like it had a cover on top like a glass cover shoot the glass yeah it does but mm. the buffalo bills i guess it makes sense because i don't know if their fans want a retractable roof or a dome up there at all they they seem to be the opposite that a hardcore buffalo fan would not want a covered building and the town like you said is i think the population is under 300,000 and that doesn't seem like enough infrastructure to host a Super Bowl. I'm looking at the Titans, the renderings, the overhang. I don't know if that's an overhang or that's a retractable roof. Yeah, see. I'm reading on uh, social media that there's a, it features a circular translucent roof instead of a ret- retractable roof. Okay. And, and Nashville is kind of the opposite. The way they're growing, a Super Bowl makes sense there in five I years. I could see that. 
Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. All right, a couple of phone calls here. Uh, let's see. Jimmy in Kentucky. Hi, Jimmy. Hey, Dan. How's Hi, it going, man? Great, Jimmy. I was listening to you guys talk about uh, the difference between Magic Johnson and Ben Simmons and his shot. But there's a lot more to the difference because Magic wanted to win. Or I seen Ben play when he was with LSU again in the SEC tournament, and I seen him just walk off with, walk off the court like they didn't want to win. Yeah, but Jimmy and and I did point that out when people talked about Ben Simmons. You know, they weren't a good team, and if you're that good, you should be able to make your team formidable. And he didn't do that. Magic had a alpha dog attack. Like, he was fearless. He wanted to be great. Ben, I think, is just naturally talented. I don't know if he wants to be great or knows what that takes. I've never met him. Uh, I mean, I would love to see him get somebody. I'm sure he's had this. People who have helped him with his shot. And you would think you would be able to improve. Carl Malone came into the NBA. I think he shot 58% from the line. Then all of a sudden, he made himself into, what, a 78, 80% free throw shooter? That's not a coincidence. That's working. And he and he had that great pick and roll, pick and pop. He would hit the 15 to 18-footer. Yeah, Pauline. Carl Malone's first year in the league, he shot, shot 48% from the line. A decade later, he's shooting 82. Yes, yeah, but that's work. you got to want to put in the time. Uh, let's see. Jeff in Detroit is back. Hi, Jeff. What's on your mind today? What's going on, fellas? What up, though? One time for Chat Row. Listen, in 2017, if anybody wants to see a great parody of a video, the sabotage video that you guys did back then was awesome. I say that to say, with the new unveiling of Tailgate, you guys should do like a commercial or something, man. I can see you tearing down the roadway in a Trans Am with the T-tops off with a case of Tailgate in the back and have like uh, Paulie or somebody playing like a Roscoe Pico train, you know, character getting pulled over like, where you going? Oh, I'm tailgating with my tailgate. You know, something like that. Thank you, Jeb. Jeb, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of the creative. Thank you, though. <laughs> He's riffing. Yeah, he was. Cars and moonshine don't typically yeah. go hand in hand. Yeah, that, so. that, that's not what we want to. Actually, <laughs> they do, but not. <laughs> no, 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 it's a tailgate. Not as an official marketing. You got to get to the tailgate right. to have tailgate. Yeah, not moonshine. screaming down the road. No, I mean. no, no. Yeah, it's yeah, my yeah. T-top right, off right, on right. my Trans Am. Like NASCAR in the 50s. <laughs> yeah. No, not, we're, not, we're, not, we're not running moonshine, Jeff. Yeah. We're actually selling it. We're not running away from the popo. What up, Doe Marketing, LLC? <laughs> uh, Richie in Wisconsin joins us. Hi, Rich. What's on your mind? Hi, Dan. So um, I was just uh, curious here. I had kind of a question for you. Some friends of mine and I were listening to Fritzy, mm. uh, the clip of him struggling with his S words, and uh, we were all laughing so hysterically about it, and I kind of got thinking. I mean, I've been watching and listening to you guys for 15 years, and in that, you guys are like a great band, and you've incurred quite a catalog of hits, if you will. So I was curious to know, I think that uh, you've got such a loyal fan base. Would you guys ever consider putting out a greatest hits of the Dan Patrick show? Oh, I don't know, Richie. I mean, we have archives that we show, if you watch on Peacock, that during the commercial breaks, the backroom guys, Rob does a great job in showing a lot of the funny clips. We've toyed with the idea of the best interviews, 
but there have been so many moments there. I don't know. It, if the audience would want it and we would kind of create a sizzle reel that here are some of the great moments that we've had in the show, funny moments, poignant moments, uh, breaking news, interviews, you know, we'd consider it. Yeah, Paul. We did try that movie. Like when Entourage did the movie, we tried to do Dan Patrick Show, the movie. Mm, that never really no, took it off. No, it didn't work out. Yeah, it didn't work out. <laughs> the movie. Dan Patrick yeah. Show, the yeah, movie. The, the movie. <laughs> <laughs> in a theater near you. Yeah, but we, we did come up with people to play us in Dan Patrick Show, the movie. You wanted Jason Bateman. That would have been great. Yes, I would have taken Jason Bateman. Uh, Marv, I think it was what, Bill Duke. And, uh, and, and who was the other person? Daniel Kalua. Uh, okay. Get out. Get out. All right. Seton. Bill you, Duke. Seton, who were you? Were you like Jeremy Renner or somebody? I don't know. That's nice. That's, oh, that's a great one. I'm usually Patton Oswald. <laughs> no, you're, not, you're not Patton Oswald. I'll yeah. take that over Paulie from Rocky. I'll yeah, do a switch with you. Yeah, Burt Young. Uh, who else? <laughs> Nick Swisher for you, Fritzy, but he's not an actor. No. Uh, Paulie always says Jason Statham. Wishes. Wishes Jason Statham. More like a younger Woody Harrelson. No, younger Woody Harrelson. Okay. Oh, by the way, the calendars. When are we set, when are we putting them up on the website? Uh, People are going to start ordering these things. I, I know. One at a time, my man. One at a time. Okay, we have the moonshine up there while it right. lasts. This is the inaugural batch. Just letting you know. When it, when it goes, is it gone? Yeah, long gone. Yep. We've sold out of the moonshine. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Totally gone. Okay. All right, we'll let you know. We got another batch, a different batch coming up. But uh, this was the inaugural batch. And uh, thank you, because uh, we moved some product over 500 bottles of uh, moonshine in two hours. Yeah, Paul. We got to call the boys down at the still and say, get it back to work. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. John Smoltz will join us coming up. And more of your phone calls as well. Two hours in the books. One more to go in this Thursday edition. Ah, uh, but wait, there's one more item as we close out hour two. Panini America is always doing incredible things. Now, we love the trading cards, the NFTs. Also, they have this uh, special with Allen Iverson, Allen Iverson shoes and prism cards, NFL, NBA, UFC, NASCAR, World Cup. They're involved in all of those. They're the official products there. Panini, public auctions on the site, hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the all-time grades. Share your cards in the public gallery. Complete challenges, earning exclusive awards. Award cards, build a wish list for the items that you love. Panini, NFT trading cards, giving you the opportunity to pull autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts from every base pack. NBA Select, NFL Select, the NFTs are the next to drop. Go to PaniniAmerica.net slash blockchain. That's PaniniAmerica.net slash blockchain. The official trading cards and NFTs of the award-nominated Dan Patrick Show. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. Every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.